In Myanmar, we believe that banging pots and pans at dusk can ward off evil, plague and pestilence. It's a practice that's been carried on for generations and it became a nationwide and now worldwide movement because everybody has been banging their pots at 8pm at night to protest against the military coup. This is an MSG pod special about what's happening in Myanmar. If you're familiar with me or the podcast already, you know that my family are from Myanmar. Myanmar, also known as Burma, has been under military rule since 1962 when there was a military coup. It was one-party rule for a very long time. In 1988, there was the first major uprising known as the 888 Uprising. 3,000 people were killed. And then in 2007, there was another uprising known as the Saffron Revolution, which was led by Buddhist monks in the country. Again, it was quashed with violence and death. Myanmar has had a nominally civilian government since 2011, where the state councillor was Do Aung San Suu Kyi. At the end of last year, a general election was held in which Ms Suu Kyi's party, the National League for Democracy, won by a landslide. On 1st of February, they were meant to convene their new parliament and the military seized control. There was a coup. Power has been handed over to the commander-in-chief, who is General Min Aung Lai, who has long wielded significant influence. The military declared a state of emergency for one year. Since then, there has been a massive civil disobedience movement to protest against these measures. They have detained Ms Suchi and her party members. They have detained other significant political leaders and activists. They have started to crack down on the protests using violence. There have been deaths reported already, including a 19-year-old woman and a 16-year-old boy. Both of them were unarmed and peacefully protesting. I wanted listeners to understand what's happening right now from someone who is there in Myanmar. I'm talking to an anonymous restauranter who is in Yangon right now, and um, I wanted her to to share uh, what's happening out there with all of us. So thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you very much for inviting. It's a pleasure. When did you find out that the military had taken over, that the coup had happened? Um. So, well, it happened on the 1st of February, and... Um, well, we all knew that they there's been talks on Facebook that oh, there's going to be a coup, and then everyone thought it was a it was a major joke. So, like, we sort of like um, had our guards down, and on a Monday morning, on first of February, it was uh, seven a.m., <laughs> and I heard my mom like like literally like screaming on the top of her lungs. So I just like woke up and freaked out a little bit, and yeah, that's that's when we knew. Um, the the coup happened and um, there was no network uh, we couldn't call anyone so but I, 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 like fortunately there was a uh, wi-fi so we found out like a few hours later yeah the wi-fi was working it happened overnight didn't it so yeah everyone was sleeping <laughs> yeah well also they detained uh don san suji and our president union at 4 a.m in nipido and it happened so fast, no one had no idea. And, you know, they, they, they had it planned for a very long time. So it was, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, you mentioned that everyone was joking about it because I'd also seen rumors about it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, because, you know, obviously it was a landslide, a landslide victory. Right. And so we, we, I think we were all suspicious. But like you said, <laughs> I think people did have their guard down. Yeah. Because 
you know, it's like, you know, history repeating itself, surely not. <laughs> right. And also it's 2021, so you don't really expect them to be like, oh, like, I hope you grow out of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, what is it for? What is it? Over 50 years? Over 50 oh, years this oh has been my happening. God. Yeah. How did your mom find out? Was it just like people telling each other or was it when Yawadi, the, the state, media just announced it to everybody um she found out because um one of her neighbor was uh was, is an nld member and she just like came over and you know told us about the whole story we couldn't believe it we we're like oh no you're probably joking and then the whole street started coming out on the street and then we we're like oh okay so it is legit that you know it's not a joke yeah it's not oh a joke god. anymore so, so how did you feel when you found out oh my god it was a uh, it was pretty surreal like we we were in shock but also like in disbelief because you're like is this really happening like it's it, someone must be you know pulling up a really fat joke but it's not mm. <laughs> No. Yeah, so it was it was a mixture of like paranoia and disbelief, and you feel really ho- hopeless too, because you know, um, everything was going to reopen, but you know, um, two hours and three hours, and thinking about it, it's more like you just feel like paranoia coming back in from like I don't know, like ten years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, you just feel like really hopeless. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to have that happen. I mean, what was the what was the first thing that you did then? Um, oh my God, it was really crazy because um, it it was a Monday, so Monday we have a day off. So I've two of my staff went back to their uh, to their friend's house, which is in Sule, right? That's right. like the epic center of like danger zone. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, because there was no network, so I couldn't reach them. And I started to panic. And these are like 19-year-old girls. Yeah. So I started to panic a little bit. There's been um, going on the web on the internet that like a uh, military has been deployed in, in front of Sule. So yeah. um, we weren't really sure if we're supposed to get out of the house. But I did anyway, because I didn't have a, a lot of cash on my hand. So I was like, oh my God, like banks are closed and, you know, people lining up at ATMs. And I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was nerve wracking. But the first thing I did literally called my staff or tried to figure out where they were. And yeah. we start like making an order list of things that we need to stock up. And honestly, I wish I had a little bit more time to, you know, sulk and like grief about the situation. But it was just like constant like flight mode, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because I mean, like you said, you, you have a team that you're responsible for. So I guess you, exactly. you've, you know, you have to sort yeah. out you know, things with yeah. them and then help them. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's been what, three weeks now? Yes, it's 20th day. So, I mean, what is, what is life like? What, I mean, how, how is everyone coping? Um, well, it, it, we, we've coped now. Um, <laughs> I, I think any, any lifestyle has been sh- like completely shifted. So people just wake up and sort of try to read into the news and then start planning out the days, like where to, you know, avoid the protest or join the protest or it's, it's basically just that and then you come back home before curfew for pots and pens time sort of thing that's that's pretty much the daily routine yeah um, so, so pots and pans that's at 8 p.m what what time's the curfew 
curfew is 8 p.m. So it's the same time as the pots and pans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the the general feel of it is that people are quite I mean, if you're reading to if, if you're staying home and reading a lot of news on the internet, it's like really scary, but then when you're actually out joining the protesters and, you know, helping the protests, um, then it's 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 very safe. So for the first few days, it really feels like it's like Thinjan again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously had to be cancelled last year. So. Yeah. So we're like, okay, COVID's not here. I don't know what happened to COVID either. So I know. See, this is the thing that I was thinking about. All of, I mean, everyone in my family is like, okay, well, great. We've got a pandemic and now we've got a coup, yeah. you know, double, yeah. double whammy. But it's funny yeah. because, I mean, I have not personally seen reports of COVID rates going up, but then oh, you see oh, the footage. Oh of protesters and everyone is actually like all masked up all looking after yeah. themselves and, yeah. and you know you were saying about how almost there's a thin jan so thin jan is our new year for people that don't know um yeah. but there's that the, the happy festival atmosphere where people are kind of cleaning up after themselves you know picking yeah. up rubbish and yeah, feeding exactly. each other and like sharing yeah. and it's it's weird because you know i guess everyone's a comrade right everybody is is looking yeah. out for each other yeah, they they are, and the craziest thing is that nobody knows who's organizing this. So you wake up <laughs> and you sort of follow the crowd and what everyone does, and then you're like, "That's done," and, you know. Like it's and and it's are people amazing. doing this via word of mouth, or are you organizing on social media? What's the the way? Um, I from from what I've seen, there are a bunch of student uh, leading groups that you can be part of, but no no one's exactly no. They they are very secretive about it. Yes, um, of course. But the the funniest thing is that when they started um, the recent prank on breaking down the cars to stop the police, that yes. was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, everyone started uh, posting on Facebook about it, just make sure that your car don't break down on this and this and day at this and this in time and then immediately everyone's like you know stop their car and yeah. <laughs> claim that it's broken down so it's it's a really smart way of um organizing it and we're it is and, and yeah. it's really creative yeah. as well like yeah. i saw the you know the onion protest when, oh my god uh, i love that <laughs> that was amazing and then everyone's yeah. like oh hang on my bike's broken and oh i have yeah. to tie my shoelaces yeah um, <laughs> and it's just so coordinated yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 almost organic, but it's so creative, and I think right. this is one of the things I think it shows that it is it is having a positive effect because I don't yes. think that the military know how to deal with it. No, they they are actually a little bit in shock how to deal with this. I mean, to start off with the CDM movement, like they have absolutely no idea how to bring back their staffs in, apart from using violence, right? Because <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, I. I see the thing about how people are thinking, okay, they, they know how to deal, like you said, they know how to deal with violence. They know how right. to quash people who are protesting, trying to fight them. But this is this is so alien to them that they don't know how to <laughs> handle it. And it's amazing yeah. to watch for yeah. us from outside. Yeah. It's amazing for us yeah. to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and um, funny, funny thing is that because they've been using all these strategies and techniques from like 50 years ago, they still, mm. they're the ones who haven't really changed much. Mm. And because we're a little bit more tech savvy and the groups are a little bit more younger this time and very well connected too. So we're able to sort of bend it a little bit. And yeah, so it's, it's great. 
you know, I completely agree with you. That was one of the things I was going to ask you. Were you, were you born after 88? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. I was born after 88. I was, I was going to say, because I, I was nine years old at the time. So even though I wasn't there, all my family were there. And I, I remember what happened. Right. Um, right. And it was even now you know I can tell this there's such a difference because to us to us outside mm. we were only finding out what was happening weeks after the event and right. so it meant that the military could just do what they liked and no one knew right um right. so it is yeah. it is so good that people are documenting and live streaming yeah. Yeah. and telling yeah. the world what is happening right now because weeks yeah. after the event you can't stop it you can't help no, no. And, and, you know, like news media coverage nowadays, it's like everyone's got a phone, everyone's got internet. And I'm so thankful that I'm using Telenor now. It's the only um, network connection <laughs> that's like not military. Yes, um, they put a statement out, didn't they? So Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, everyone's really alert about it. As soon as anything happens, they just put it on Facebook. <laughs> for, for the listeners who probably wouldn't know, so in, in Myanmar, Facebook is kind of the internet. It is the internet, yeah. It is. It, it's how people find information. This is not right. always a good thing. No. But yes, <laughs> this is exactly how people spread information and find information. Yeah. And yeah. so when they were originally, the military did this thing where they were blocking um, Facebook. That was obviously an attempt yeah. to stop people spreading the news. Yeah. yeah. And that didn't work. No. It's amazing how like older generation also... Um, really push themselves to learn how to download VPN, for example, <laughs> or like <laughs> find different types of VPNs. And yeah, it's 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 amazing. And there there are so many groups out there as well, uh, like grassroots organization who's helping out on sending uh, paid v- VPNs, for example. So um, especially journalists who are in uh, who are on the ground right now have like little to no access to all these things. So um, yeah. It, it's it's crazy effort yeah i've seen um, there's other initiatives where there's a website called ding.com i think where people can send right. credit to people's uh, mobile, yes. mobile phones cell phones so yes uh, exactly yeah, yeah that's that's great i mean i mean talking about connectivity so obviously the it seems like the military is shutting down the whole internet every night is that still happening yes it is it is happening still after 1 a.m until uh, 9 a.m so the internet gets shut down. But on the 3rd of February, that's uh, when they completely cut off the internet. Um, and at the same time, they released um, like 23,000 criminals into streets. And then that's when chaos happened, right? Like there's news of like houses set on fire or like tiny, like small small kids being drugged to loot. And yeah, it, it's horrible. Yeah, that, I mean, you're right. It was like teenagers and boys and and they were getting yeah. them to like try and poison water tanks right. and right. just re- right. really dirty, dirty tactics. Right, right. You know, you can't really arrest them because they're underage. And but w- we try our best not to <laughs> be violent towards these kids, which which the military really wants us to literally like kill each other. So that's their because technique. then they can say civil war, right? Right, that's right, exactly. Kind of disgusting. Do you know anyone personally who's been arrested or hurt? Uh, yes, yes. There's a couple of friends and a few journalists who are on the run right now and they're in, in hiding. They're uh, sleeping in rotation from house to house for oh three God. weeks already. Yeah. So it's a bit 
nerve-wracking not just for yeah. them also like for um safe houses and shelters that they keep they're always of putting course. themselves in danger of course. um but you know we got we got to protect the journalists at all costs <laughs> right now <laughs> definitely because they're the ones who can help get the message out. exactly yeah i can't i mean that must be so terrifying I was I was seeing like my family in Mandalay were talking about how mm. they were you know they had night watchmen like taking turns to, yeah. to stay up during the night because as yeah. you said these incidents these attacks were happening during the night so no one right. feels safe in their beds no absolutely not um so ever since um the internet curfew thing started happening we all decided that every street um assigned night watches but only recently, just yesterday, there was an unfortunate news of one night's watch was um, shot three times. Oh, my God. And um, another was stabbed and a few more other incidents happening, but we're still trying to confirm. Is this Yangon or? Uh, this was in Yangon, yes, last night. Yeah. Okay. Also, another thing that I've... Um, I want to pinpoint is the the cyber security. So mm. um, it's, it's, as much as Facebook is the internet right now, but mm. both both sides, both Damado and uh, like both Damado and I, we are using the internet as sort of a medium to fight with each other. So they're mm. spreading like crazy fake news. Yes. Um, and everyone's trying to <laughs> confirm it, but also no one is really asking for any organization to confirm this either. So it's like, it's a bit of a mind trick and it's just the, the that's what they call like the Psy War. And yes. um, it's, it's been incredibly difficult. My my, my cousin is actually, she, she wrote this long warning about it saying, beware psychological warfare, like you said, the Psy War. And an example, so you're talking about Damador. Damador is the, uh, the, the uh, what we call the military. There are various state organs, state media, things like MRTV, who have been posting like nothing's happening. So they, they either post things like, oh, look, this general went to a pagoda and he donated yeah. some money. Hey, yeah. everything's fine. Or they're doing things where they're specifically calling out other news organizations who are telling the truth and right. saying fake news. So they, they're using Donald Trump tactics. Yeah, exactly. And so, as you said, it's very confusing and very upsetting because like, it means that people who have been relying on Facebook don't know yeah. what's true. And, yeah, but then, exactly. of course, the, the obvious thing is that you end up not trusting anything the state says, which is kind of probably the <laughs> safest thing to do. You know? yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And even even worse is that there are some fake accounts created on Facebook mm. and they started just like spreading fake news from there or like yes. there they would be um, just just rumors and gossips or like this and this place. Uh, stabbing each other or like causing violence but then when you actually call up people on on that street it's like nothing's happening so they're reporting civil unrest which doesn't exist yeah exactly so it's like you know every night it's sort of a panic mode is like the norm right now <laughs> yeah unfortunately no it means that you're everyone's very tense right because yes you don't know you don't know what's true you don't know what's gonna happen exactly one thing that I, I did notice talking about the whole fake news thing is that when Facebook was shut down, there was a whole mm. flood of Burmese Twitter accounts. So yeah. lots and lots and lots of people opening Twitter accounts saying, look, this is happening. Please right. see, please listen to us. And it's right. been it's been kind of really uh, it's like heartbreaking because for me, because I'm seeing all of these accounts doing their best to write in English. 
because they want mm. people to understand, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's yeah. It, it, and and yeah. then I also noticed though, that there is a smaller flood of, as you say, fake Twitter accounts, which are pro-military, right. pro-crew, right. saying, right. oh, the people love them. It's true that 40 million people <laughs> voted for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's cyborg. Uh, like it's it's intended you know we will but now people are getting a little bit more smarter with tech now and Mm -hmm. we're using different um um, messaging apps for example to connect with each other or create your own uh bubbles to talk about secretive things and Mm -hmm. yeah try to like filter out a little bit and especially like older people who are a, a little bit easy to you know deceive so yeah. like we, we have to sort of confirm the news that they provide and it's like okay mom like that's that's yeah. fake news <laughs> yeah. yeah so i guess the what the one advantage is if the older generation are already automatically distrustful of the military so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that kind of helps in a way yeah in, in a horrible kind of way yeah um, so are you are you going out there and protesting yourself? I I am. I'm I'm doing both actually. So yeah. I'm protesting and also supporting the protesters, and we're sure. doing um, donations like food donations and uh-huh. collecting funds um, to support the CDM um, civil servants. We we mentioned earlier the fact that it's a there's a coup, but also there's a pandemic. So what were the conditions before this happened? Were restaurants able to operate, or were people in lockdown? In terms of restaurants, it was pretty bad. Um, it's a hard hit for all of us, so we had to all close down completely, and everything was rely like relying on um, food delivery service. So right. things like food vendor and all these third party deliveries were making bucks, but at the same time, right. You, you know, you, you, you have to start changing and adapting and coming up with different um, business models every two weeks. It's, it's a bit of a nightmare. So on the 1st of fre- February, actually, we were hoping and there's been talks and news of like um, restaurants being able to reopen again. So we were looking forward to, to that and start oh, no. Chinese New Year and then mm-hmm. Valentine's and all this stuff. But, you know, it's, it's all out of the window now. <laughs> How can people outside of Myanmar help? I mean, are there ways that we can, you know, what, what, what would be the best way for us to support everybody there? Right now, it's really difficult to, like, allocate exactly how the international people can help. But, mm. but the fact that a lot of international kids are raising awareness of, mm. like, um, the situation in Myanmar. Also, another thing with funding, because all banks are closed right now. And, you know, any transaction, especially from international, from abroad, all the money are, even if you transfer, you, you're going to have your money stuck in the bank and banks are all closed. Yeah. Um, ATMs sometimes get refilled, but not every time it is always a huge line. So right now what we need is like cash on hand for mm. NGOs and organizations. So it's, it's very important before you donate to say things like GoFundMe or organizations that's working from abroad to really ask them the question how the money will be allocated. I think that's very important right now. And we're trying to figure out a way to set that mm. system up, but then banks are still closed. So it's, it's just, sure. yeah, you know, it's a little bit difficult.
just again for the listeners that this has kind of always been the way to be honest so whenever you know we I would send money or my mum would send money to our family in, in Myanmar you do the thing where in Burmese it's called pasan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you, you basically tell a person who has got money on the ground saying I'll, I'll, I'll send some money to your UK account here you've got money yeah. in Myanmar can you send your money in Myanmar to my family <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's that's actually having to happen here as well. So, you know, I've been donating to private individuals, friends of mine, right. um, because right. I know they've got money on the ground. But as you say, at some point, that money's going to run out unless the exactly. bank's open. <laughs> yeah. And banks have to, you know, remain closed no matter what. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough it's, call. But uh, yeah. It is a tricky situation, but as soon as we can work out, you know, where's a safe place to donate, obviously, you know, I'll let people know. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everything has to keep it a little bit secretive. So it's it all it's all going to be based on word of mouth. And that's um, the other problem. So that's the other. Problem. Yeah. I was telling people about this on um, social media about how even like sending parcels to people, so not money, sending goods mm -hmm. to people, you know, we could never rely on the postal service. So we used a system <laughs> called Lujong, meaning, yeah. you know, you, you get a friend or someone who isn't even a friend who's going to Myanmar anyway <laughs> to take it in their suitcase. Yeah. So <laughs> Sort of like a, like a mule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except it's not drugs, it's like fruitcake. Or... <laughs> a care package. <laughs> exactly, it's a care package of like, you know, whatever random stuff that can't be got easily in Myanmar. Sadly, I think this is what's making it tricky for us to support in terms of kind of financial <laughs> and materially. But yeah, right. as, 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 as you say, if you know, people just knowing about it, sharing about it, um, also writing to your elected representatives, um, you know, contacting yeah. your MP, your member of parliament, right. your governments and saying, right. hi, this is happening. Yeah. Can you please, yeah. you know, for example, there, you know, we, we now have a list of all of the businesses that the military has you know, got links to. And we know which businesses they are dealing with in the UK, in the US. And so mm. you can put pressure on them and say, mm. hello, you know, yeah. this company, Tiger Beer, for example, I think is now saying they're <laughs> going to pull out. So, yeah, there, you know, there are ways and means that we can do to support. Right. And, you know, there's also um, a lot of Instagram pages. I, I, I like using Instagram because um, it, it sometimes some of the student groups abroad, um, um, they put you put things, important information on slides. Yes. And then you can like, oh, like, you know, support GoFundMe or especially like sign, signing petitions are extremely important. Yes. Um, and also trying to get a little bit more educated for people who are not from Burma or who didn't grow up here is to have a understanding of the how geopolitics work and to 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 understand that Burma is a very complicated um, place. You know, there is no black and white here. Mm. We can't go to the police and tell like, hey, I'm in trouble because the yes, police because will we've always been scared of the police. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you you really don't have any help here at all. So that that maybe that's the reason why we all turn to the media, to Facebook to seek for help, sort of like attention seeking style, you know, which has been working. <laughs> Thanks. So it's it's very frustrating. I mean, you have all of these weird perceptions of Burma from the outside, and I'm always getting into fights with Western journalists about it as well. <laughs> well, no, because they say stuff like, "Oh yeah, you know, Burmese women—they're all submissive," and I'm like, "Fuck you!" What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my that, god, that is the perception of Burmese women. What? 
oh they sh- they should make like this is the other thing like the media coverage it's it, they need to center all these uh, protesters out there who's led by women young women leading yes definitely young women but not just young old as well everyone's seen that viral video of the auntie who says that she's a, a grandmother and she's basically tired of this nonsense and berating the soldiers and the police officers and saying you know come join us don't don't work on the side of the dictators and if you don't listen to me you can come and arrest me in the middle of the night it's it's all, and also another thing is that now like because everyone's focused on yangon or nepira and you know but a, a lot of things are happening in other cities and because a lot of journalists in other cities are not well equipped with safety gears and helmets uh, vet, vest and stuff like that so there's not a, enough journalists out recording and showing like media coverage um in other cities without media coverage you know how how it goes down so yeah but as you said this is why we have to rely on people who are documenting it who aren't journalists but are 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 able to be there so like you know when you see all the things happening in mandalay things happening in Mjina, you know right it's because there are people who are there who aren't journalists but who can document what's happening right and only um, put it in on live too, because then you have to confirm and fact check. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So did you want to talk about anything else? I do want to say something that, because we're in a very critical moment right now, and especially mm. uh, tomorrow is uh, it's a special date because it's uh, 2201 And it, it, it's it's, there's been talks that everyone's going out on street tomorrow, right? Mm. And they might shoot at us. So they might mm. cause like violence for tomorrow, but we'll, mm. we'll never know how it's going to go down. So wh- whatever the case is, you know, um, because of the recent um, violence crackdown in Mandalay, people are pissed. So mm. it, it's important for everyone to remain a little bit calm right now and just see through it because at the end of the day, they want to make it look like a civil unrest. And and then only then, like, um, you know, we won't get any international help. And also in terms of international help, too, like, I'm a little bit confused that there's a lot of news going around that, like, U.S. troops might be invading Burma or or U.K. troops might join and, like, try to help us out. I don't think that's how geopolitics I would say that's complete nonsense. Yeah. Um, so far, both countries have got to the point where they're they're freezing the UK assets of the generals, which is completely right. useless because they don't right. have any UK assets. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So we, we have to tell the neighboring countries and push them a little bit more, especially people like Singapore, especially people like India, who yeah. are who who have been working with the military and have like deep business ties with them so and yeah. um, um the focus should be on them and yeah. it, it it's very important um for people not to get like super hopeful that the western media like western un or like will interfere to stop us like yeah Completely. Yeah. As you say, because there are, you know, countries in Asia which have financial ties to the military. Right. They're right. the ones that we should be lobbying and saying, please yeah. break those ties. Please right. say something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
you got to no. hit them where it hurts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess connected to that, do you have a message that you want to say in Burmese to people? Yes. ကိုကိုဆာတိုက်ပွဲဝင်နေတာပေါ့เนาะအဲ့အချိန်မှာအခုညမတို့လုံးကရှုံးလို့မရပါဘူးလို့ပြောစေခြင်းတာပေါ့